It is the month of November, and in the United States, this means Thanksgiving. If you are listening from another country besides the U.S., first of all, thank you. That's so exciting. But I want you to still listen. I don't want you to write this off and saying, oh, that's just for the U.S., because I think it's something that you can do either way, whether your country has an actual day that you focus on Thanksgiving and it's a different day than ours or a different month than ours, or if your country doesn't celebrate such a thing at all, you actually can create your own Thanksgiving day. And it doesn't have to have any U.S. traditions or that we necessarily do, but I want you to not be overshadowed by the fact that maybe you're not in the U.S. So don't let it be something that holds you back. These things that we can actually start doing here in November can be a great foundation for the next season that we're entering, which is the holiday season. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. I didn't want to just, you know, push Thanksgiving under the rug because I saw what an impact it had upon my family. And I want to today give you some practical tips on how this month can really make an impression upon your children. And you can create some very easy traditions. So today I'm going to share with you just a couple of quick, easy, and budget-friendly ways to focus on thankfulness. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Why should we as homeschool moms take the time to even focus on Thanksgiving? Why should we take a couple of weeks and take a little bit of time every day or a, cu- a little bit of time a couple times a week to focus on this. And, you know, we think about it and thankfulness and gratitude, they're not even of in the fruit of the spirit. So should we even bother? Absolutely. Yes, we should. And it shouldn't be a bother either. This should be something that just becomes a part of our day. And teaching our kids thankfulness and gratitude can really shift the attitude, can shift the focus can shift just the feel of the home. And there are many verses that just because thankfulness and gratitude aren't a part of the fruit of the spirit, there are many verses about giving thanks. And did you notice there giving thanks is something that you will read often in the Bible. And then if we flip those, we have Thanksgiving and it's just reversed. And so there, the Bible lays the foundation for our thankfulness. We should be thankful for so many things and we should be thankful all year long. And I think Thanksgiving time, the month of November is a good place to start. If this isn't something that is a regular part of your mindset, if it's not a regular part of your attitude towards your life and towards homeschool and towards your children and your children for their lives and their siblings and everything that goes into their days. And I suspect that you probably have a similar story to me and I can recall Thanksgiving and I loved it. I loved getting together with family. I loved having that time off from school, but with all of the time that I had spent in school and then on activities, There weren't many opportunities throughout the day. There wasn't much time 
for to, for me to be able to or my family to focus and spend more time on Thanksgiving and thankfulness and what it means besides probably just in school making a turkey craft and besides just that day of Thanksgiving. Hey, everybody around the table, let's name something that we are thankful for and then eat our turkey and our stuffing and all of the yummy desserts and then that's it. And then we just hang out and then the next day we get up as if it didn't happen. And I really want to help you to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. That's so cheesy. <laughs> but also of thankfulness uh, that this month can be the stepping stone to it. And you can create traditions that your family will continue to do for many years. And then when my kids, so I tell you that about my childhood. And then when I had children, I realized we're homeschooling. I can actually focus a bit more on this and I could take the time we had the time and or and or I could take the time from something else. If I wanted to focus more on this, we could put aside some other curriculum or some other activity to make their hearts and their minds aware of being thankful. And I can look back now and I am so glad. I feel so blessed that we took that time. And now that my kids are older, we don't do quite exact the same things as I'm going to share with you here in just a moment. And you'll see why but we have a lot of memories from that time and it laid a foundation for being thankful on in every single month and every single day and every single season and we could just keep pointing back to it. And that is why I wanted to share with you these just couple of ideas to get your creative juices going and maybe you copy something exactly or maybe it just helps you to maybe it's that launching point to try something completely different or just to get you creatively thinking. The first thing that we started doing was doing some type of thankful tree. Now I'm going to use some ideas of what we did. And again, you can come up with your own ideas and I'll give you some ideas of how I would actually do this one with older children. The first year, I think it was my husband, we just got like one of those big rollout craft pieces of paper. Um, they just, you know, it was white. It wasn't the brown craft paper and he is very artistic just using crayons, he created a tree. It was the size of a door. We hung it on our, I guess our coat closet door. It was right there in our living room, very sensual. Everybody could see it. And the tree was just the trunk and the branches. There were no leaves on it. It was up to us to add the leaves on the tree as well as on the ground. And at that time, there was no Amazon, or at least I didn't order anything from Amazon, didn't know anything about Amazon or ordering online. That sounded like such a scary thing. And so there was a local teacher resource center, something like that, store. And I remember going in and finding they had just little cardboard cutout of leaves, and they were in fall color. So it was red and orange and yellow. And I think in future years, I found some just at like Michael's at a craft store. And so what I did was I took those leaves and I just used a little basket or a little baggie. I can't remember what I used and put a marker or a pen and hung it on the doorknob of that, of, of the coat closet that had the tree on it. And every day they would write down something that they were thankful for. And sometimes the kids were too young to be able to write well, and then they would just whisper it into my ear and I would write it down. And there was tape there in that little basket and they would tape it up. And yes, there were many years that they were too short. And so I would lift them up to for them to be able to put it wherever they wanted on the tree, anywhere on the paper as if it was maybe falling down some. 
And then other years we did a similar idea, but just a different strategy, I guess, to it is I just took some branches from outside and got them set up in a big vase or a pitcher or something and put them, I feel like one time might've been on our dining room table, one time might've been somewhere else. And the kids would just, I guess, got, well, I got new leaves (laughs) and I would always keep the leaves. Let me tell you that I kept them. I still have them now just in a little baggie and labeled with the year. And I could probably go back and look at the handwriting and know exactly who wrote what, but what I did was just took some branches and we would attach the leaves to those different branches and it just kind of hung there. And some, the different way maybe you can kind of, if you want to make this a little bit fun and um, just, I guess that make it a little bit fun here is what we did some years is we would take down all the leaves and as it got to Thanksgiving Eve or Thanksgiving day, we often would tra- travel during Thanksgiving. So it'd be sometime like right before it or so, or maybe when we got back from traveling and I take them down And without anybody being able to see the handwriting, because they could always guess whose it was, I would just read it out loud and they would try to guess whose it was. And sometimes, especially with young children, it was super fun because it was really obvious as to who put down what they were thankful for. But don't think that just the little things, maybe they are thankful for a specific toy. Maybe they're thankful for a stuffed animal. Maybe they are thankful for a uh, field trip, or maybe they are thankful for just anything. Like I'm... Kids will say that, like, I'm thankful for air or clouds or the sun or grass. Write it down because just the little things, finding gratitude and thankfulness in little things makes it easier to find thankfulness and gratitude in the bigger things. And this is something that you can do if you have older kids or maybe you're like, I don't want to hang something on my wall. I don't want to bring in sticks. Very simple way of doing this is you can just get a jar. You can get some piece of paper. Maybe you want to go and order online, find some colored leaves, and you can do that as well. Maybe you just find popsicle sticks, some some way that everybody can write something down that they are thankful for and drop it into that jar. And then around Thanksgiving, you can take them out and you can read them and think about all of the things that you really are thankful. You can take a time of prayer. So just know that this can be something that can be done with a family with kids of all different ages, just kind of adjust a little bit. And that last idea is most likely what I'm going to do this year. I don't think I can get my teen boys to hang up leaves on the wall or on sticks. The next fun thing to do when you, especially when you have younger kiddos is to read some season specific books. I remember collecting books that had to do with Thanksgiving and we would take them out beginning of November and probably read them every single day, and then also get some from the library. So it's just as fun. It just kind of helps kids to continue to remember the Thanksgiving season. This can be something that we focus on, in, again, the entire month. Just having a month where we really kind of kickstart our thankfulness and our gratitude, because this is something that we shouldn't stop just on November, whatever date it is that Thanksgiving on the I guess it's the fourth, is it the fourth Thursday? It doesn't mean that we just stop on the fourth Thursday. We're no longer thankful or have gratitude. It is something that continues way beyond that and hopefully forever. So if you don't have any season specific books, I want to encourage you to get onto your library's website and go ahead and put a bunch of those on hold or just go into the library. They probably have a display of them and then look for them during the year uh, as maybe hit library sales or you just find find books throughout the year and you can put them aside and then pull them out next Thanksgiving. The third thing I want to mention is doing fun crafts and activities. And some of you are like, no, she did not say that. Yes, I did. <laughs> I know that for some of us, crafts is not something that we want to do. We don't like doing the arts and the crafts and the projects. 
but for kids, it's fun. And so I want you, I want to encourage you to just do it. Even if it's just one day, even if it's just one or two hours, one day, you put aside the rest of the curriculum and you beforehand figure out maybe what crafts you're going to do and you get all of the supplies and then let the kids just do it and have fun. If the turkeys don't turn out exactly correct and they kind of look a little, little wonky, that's okay. Let them have fun with it. Get things like feathers and all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of free craft ideas out there and you can just pick up some ideas on, on some things, or maybe it's just something simple. Maybe it's just printing out some coloring pages, but just remember that this is about them, not about you. And these are the things that helps to create memories within them. And it's little arts and crafts and things that then they can show off at Thanksgiving. They can bring with them to Thanksgiving dinner and say, look at this turkey I made out of a cup or something. And look at these feathers I glued on it. And you know, the, the, the little eyeball things and they're all wonky and whatever, let them have some fun with it. And then if there are any types of activities that are local to you, maybe it's just even the activities of things of like just still getting outside. It's November. It's not usually, maybe where you live, it could be super cold, but it's not impossible to get outside. So bundle up. It has needed, grab some snacks, go hit the trails, get outside and experience what nature looks like at this time of the year. We tend to do a lot of that stuff in the summer, but it's really fun for kids to be able to see the change in the seasons and start to look for things that, you know, maybe look for the woolly bears and see if things are, you know, watch for the squirrels that are hiding their nuts. And so those types of activities. And okay, I've got one more idea here for you. And then we're going to jump into why, why does this need to be a focus? So the last idea I have for you is to in your evenings, maybe this includes during your dinner time. I remember there being years when the kids were little and there wasn't a lot of conversation at the table. There was maybe some crying. There was some complaining about dinner, but they're just, unless prompted, like really prompted, uh, you know, my kids were young and they just didn't really talk about anything, but like what was right there in front of them. And so using some type of maybe question prompt, there are some great resources out there or even better yet, use that time during dinner while everybody is quietly eating, hopefully quietly for maybe you might have their focus for five, 10 minutes where everybody is just really hungry and they're eating and they're quiet and they're just listening. And you can use that time to do some type of family devotional, maybe some type of Bible reading or both. Hopefully there is a lot of resources. You can just get even something simple like a children's Bible, a children's storybook Bible. And we're doing that for years. And then or just reading Bible passages and talking about it or getting some type of devotional that is geared towards families. And those are typically usually short and they have a couple of questions and maybe your kids don't really answer the questions. Maybe it's just mom and dad that answer the questions and, but it gets them thinking. Don't think that they are not listening. They are listening. They are absorbing. And why I encourage this maybe during dinner time is you have a captive audience, or maybe that doesn't work for you quite. Maybe it's after dinner is cleaned up and it's before bed. That's when you take time. But I personally would choose during dinner as opposed to afterwards, because after dinner, things just kind of can sometimes tend to head downhill. Maybe somebody doesn't want to take a bath. Maybe somebody's overtired at this point. Maybe somebody didn't really like dinner and didn't eat enough dinner. And things can just kind of go downhill. I just preferred to do something during dinner while everybody was there. Sometimes it meant that I didn't get to actually physically eat my meal at the same exact time that they were all putting their spoons with food into their mouths that I was reading something, but just having 
that resource, whatever it is we're going to use, just sitting out there by my seat. And we would just spend about five minutes working through that and talking through it and just using that opportunity for that time just all together as a family. And even though I'm not necessarily saying do some type of Thanksgiving resource or study, if you have older kids, I would definitely say go ahead and do that. Or even if they're younger, there aren't a ton of resources, but if you find something you can, but if your family is not already doing some type of family devotion time, now is a really good time to start because it will feel natural and it will feel normal for you to then step into celebrating Advent and doing some type of resources or devotionals or studies or something when it comes to Advent. I did an entire episode all about Advent and that is episode 101. And this is a time to start thinking about such a thing so that you can go ahead and get things lined up, order any resources or, or books, or really just kind of have a plan for how you want to do it. And so taking the time already now, starting now in early November, where your family, your kids get used to, this is what we do. Then when you step into time where you're going to be working through maybe an Advent resource and talking about the Christmas season, that your kids are used to it. It just feels normal to go ahead and do it. And this time together is also a time that you can express during this month of Thanksgiving of November is being able to express gratitude and talking about such things. Maybe during the conversations each time you say, what is something that you are thankful for today? And maybe you take that time and you write it down on a little leaf or the little popsicle stick or a little piece of paper, whatever it is. Maybe it's something in addition. And it doesn't mean that kids can't have a multitude of things. It's just so good for them to start to realize maybe they're thankful for their dog. Maybe they're thankful for the spider that they saw. It's a good time for us as parents to really start to see and hear the hearts of our children. Then let's bring this back. Why should we take the time to do this? We are now entering. I mean, you could say holiday season encompasses Thanksgiving, but I'm going to say holiday season, the Christmas season, separate from Thanksgiving. But we know all of the things that can come up during the Christmas season. We know just the green-eyed jealousy monster that can come up and the I want, I want, I want that can come up during the Christmas season. And by cultivating gratitude and thankfulness right now during this month ahead of the Christmas season, will hopefully work in your children's hearts and also give you an opportunity to point back to the things that they were thankful for in November and say, hey, you were thankful for that toy in November, but now you want these other toys as well? So it gives us an opportunity to lay that foundation of being thankful and having gratitude ahead of the crazy Christmas season that is ahead of us in just a few short weeks. And speaking of the Christmas season, I would love to know if you have specific questions about homeschooling when it comes to Christmas, send me an email. You can send it over to info, I-N-F-O at littlebylittlehomeschool.com, or you can send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. But I want to know, what are your questions about Christmas and homeschool and homeschool family and the homeschool lifestyle? I do have to say that I did do a bunch of episodes last year. If you are now kind of thinking about it, or you want to scribble this down and want to go back and listen to those episodes between episodes 101, which is the Advent one, and 108, there are a bunch of different Christmas episodes about all kinds of things with Christmas. So I'd love to know if there is anything else that you want me to talk about when it comes to Christmas as I'm working on my episode lineup here for the next couple of weeks and entering into the Christmas season. And I would love to hear from you. But in the meantime, start working on this with the Thanksgiving and cultivating that attitude of thankfulness and gratitude your children might not 
always appreciate the foundation you're laying, but you're still laying that foundation. It's something that they can pull back onto as they get older. All right, friend, have a good day. And I'll see you right back here on the podcast again on Thursday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.